We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, we're a little delayed because of my technical difficulties. So let's go, baby. All right. Here we go. Chris Tyree. He's got a new number. He's wearing number two now this year. And, of course, he was playing a new position today. He was working out with the wide receivers. So Marcus Freeman asked at his press conference, is that a permanent thing for Chris Tyree? Permanent move, it's... it's it's to be determined. I think he's a guy that has multiple skill sets, and we know Chris Tyree is a guy we have to have on the football field. And, you know, the ability to put him out some wide out. We know what he can do as a running back and really be a guy that can do multiple different things. You're seeing more of that in college football and the NFL. Guys that can play multiple different skill positions on offense. So do you treat him as a running back? Do you treat him as a wide out? And that's what we got to be able to do and, and gain confidence at the quarterbacks and in him as a wide receiver. But he's shown the skill set to be uh, a wide receiver at this level. And, you know, we think we can use him as a, a in multiple different positions. I don't care if you treat him as a running back or a wide receiver. It's just like, just, just, just do your get, dance because like he, yes. he said out loud what everyone else has been saying for the last season. You yes. got to have Chris Tyree on the field more often. Doesn't matter where he is. <laughs> number one. I love the new number. It's sleeker. It's faster. I love yeah. it. I love it. Number two. Thank you. It's about <laughs> freaking time. Yes. And they just need to delete the position next to his name on the roster and just put a T H. That's Athlete. it. It's all you need to do <laughs> yep. because they are a hundred percent correct. They need him on the field. He's going to learn wide receiver. He's going to learn running back. He's going to be all over the friggin' place because you need to get him on the field. And any sane human realizes his skill set needs to be on the field. Do you Thank think you. maybe do you think maybe there was a, a difference of opinion between Tommy Reese and Marcus and or you know Jared Parker on the 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 Chris Tyree or maybe even Dela McCullough I don't know on the whole Chris Tyree usage we sat here and said all season last year you need more Chris Tyree this is arguably the fastest guy at least on the offense if not the whole roster you know he's he's in the top handful of fastest guys. He's a mm -hmm. good pass catcher. He's had like 24, 25 receptions each of the last couple of years. You know, we've said that. And now, you know, I've seen like get him in space, all that. Yes, 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 and yes. And, you know, 
just because you line, you know, like there's still, you can still do running back things with him as yes, well, regardless absolutely. of where he starts off. But it's, it just makes so much sense to have Chris Tyree out there. He needs, I said, I said it as soon as the season was over, like you need Chris Tyree on the field as much as possible next yes. year. When you're talking about getting your best athletes and best playmakers on the field, Chris Tyree has to be part of that. He knows running back. He doesn't need to take running back reps right now. He doesn't know wide receiver. He needs to take wide receiver reps. I love it. It's fantastic. And your question about whether there might have been a difference of opinion on how to use Chris Tyree last year and, and all that. I Look, it's been one practice, so we, we want to be careful with you know the jumping to conclusions. Sure. But I would say after one practice, yeah, I think there was a difference of opinion, <laughs> and I think they're trying to right a wrong that they've had Chris Tyree in the garage you know, it's time to get this sports car out on the track. Like, that's how mm -hmm. I feel about Chris Tyree. Get him the ball in space. I don't care how you do it, but he's going to have to know all the skill positions. That's how you do it. And I think his point about NFL, I think it makes sense as well. Like, mm -hmm. this, this, I think, helps Chris Tyree's pro potential as much yes. as anything as well. Because he is, as a running back, he's a smaller guy. But as a guy who can play running back, and be a slot receiver or yes. even, you know, out at flank or wherever it happens to be, you're only going to help him going forward. So again, and, and, and you're only going to help your team too. Yeah. Like this is, Oh, I felt like it was so obvious Yeah, that they weren't, and they weren't doing it. Yeah. And a, and Tyler misguided passion. Bengi says, imagine 21 personnel with Tyree, Tyler, and Audric. You've got to worry about the inside run quarterback pulling outside run or pass with Tyree. Sure. I mean, every level is threatened. You Red know, zone, baby. Because it's, it's it's 21 personnel, but it might as well be 31 personnel because of the yep. fact that you've got Chris Tyree on the field and there's so Look, many things he can do. I am not an offensive genius, but you can do a lot of things with that formation in the red zone. A lot of things with that formation. And then you put like, you know, Thomas or Great House on the outside who are just going to be able to go up and over everybody else. Like, there's just yeah. a million different things that you can do, Mara obviously. Weather. But yeah. I mean, just let's have some fun with this thing, man. Like, that's what offense Absolutely. is to me. Let's have some fun with it. I love it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So uh, another thing that uh, Marcus Freeman discussed was the the past experience that he has with some of these new coaches on the staff and the importance of that. I think there's, there's nothing more important than experience with somebody. Like, I don't have to wonder, 
what this person is like when I'm not around. And, and that's why if they're great coaches and you had the opportunity to work with them, you, you try to hire them because you know exactly what you're getting out of that guy. And, and that's why um, when I can find a quality coach that I know can be the best at, at his profession, but also I have a personal experience with him. You know, I'm not saying we're friends. I'm just, we, we'd either work together. Coach Rudolph was at Ohio State when I was a player, but I knew what type of person he was. And I've kept in touch with him as he's gone through the coaching profession. Um, that's, that's important. You know, I, I didn't know Marty Biagi, but I remember when we were playing Purdue when I was defense coordinator and I was sitting in a special teams meeting and they did some unique things on special teams and it was really good. And, and then I still know some people back in West Lafayette from my time there and, and he does too. And, you know, somehow his name got brought up. And so I was interested in interviewing him um, last year before I hired coach Mason. Um, so I didn't know him personally, but I had talked to him before I knew enough about him. And so it's important because you need to know that, when you're not around, you can trust those guys that, that you're working with. Got to know when you're not around, you can trust those guys. That is Vince. so crucial when yep. you're putting a staff together. It's so crucial. And I know, look, I hired a staff at the high school level. You hired a staff at the high school level. Trust was by far the number one most important thing to me. Are you going to be, if I'm not there, if I have my back turned, if I have to go talk to the AD or whatever, is my message going to permeate through what you're doing? Can I trust you? Can I trust you with, I mean, I know this is a very specific example, but can I trust my JV coaches to take the JV team to a different county while I'm coaching the varsity <laughs> and trust that things are going to go the way they're supposed to go, right? Mm -hmm. Trust is so important. I can teach a guy X's and O's. I, I can. If you're a good teacher, you know, and I'm not saying teacher in the classroom, but I'm saying if you can, if you can, Partake your knowledge to someone else. If you are a good teacher right. of whatever, I can teach you the X's and O's and then you can teach it. But trust is so incredibly important. It's the number one for me as I was hiring people. Number yeah. one. And the thing about, you know, being 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 sure that when you're not there, the message that you want out there is the message that's getting out there. And you're not getting mixed messages or you know, even stuff behind your back or whatever. Now you expect at this level guys to be more professional than you, but you know, like stuff, stuff happens. And that doesn't mean that it happened previously, but what he's saying is you hire guys that you got experience with, you know, that you're going to be on the same page with them. And I do think that's really important. Just I do all too. the things that you're talking about. Well, and you can see, I mean, and you can parlay this to any job, right? When you've worked with somebody whether they're your friend or not, right? And he was very specific to say that. You can still see their work ethic. You can still see how they interact with their coworkers. And by that, I mean like the players, right? You can see how they go about their daily business. That's important, man. And, and outside of somebody that you trust telling you those things, if you didn't actually work with them, seeing it every day, I think is absolutely crucial. And I have no problem with him hiring people that he's worked with before because he's seen them on a day-to-day -day basis, you yeah. know, not just their reputation or whatever. Like I've seen him on the good days. I've seen him on the bad days. I want that guy on my staff. Well, and I think he, everything that we know about him, he's smart enough to know that you're not just going to hire a guy because he was your friend. You also have to know, you know, in your gut that he's qualified to do the yes. job. Of course. You know.
All right, so someone brought up the Yankees hat comment, yes. and this came originally at the end of the uh, Lorenzo Styles thing. I thought I would do this separately, though. He, uh, this is a real short one, but uh, you know, Freeman has worn his New York Yankees cap to really? Notre Dame hockey games, Notre Dame women's games, and well, he got some feedback on that from his dad. Yeah, yesterday he sent me a text like, yeah, I don't know if you keep you should keep wearing that Yankees hat. I'm like, Dad, what are you talking about? You know, some people are talking about. I'm like, Dad, stop reading social media. I'm like, Dad, stop reading social media. You know what I mean? It's just focus on the things that really matter, and that's for all of us to improve. <laughs> Is that a reason? <laughs> just stop reading social media. Well, it's like, I mean, you know. It's it's Yankees, it's Notre Dame, it's Cowboys, whoever. It's like any of those three teams, you're going to tick off half the people, I think, no matter what, right? I think that's hilarious, and it ticked me <laughs> off. So there you go. I'm not a Yankees fan by any stretch nope. of the imagination, and it, it, it hurts me. I think he's got a lot of really about it. Weren't we talking about it the other day? Yes. The Yankees cap. He's got some cool Notre Dame lids. I like, know. Wear those, That's, man. Yes, we were talking about that. Wear the green with the shamrock that you yes. had on on St. Patrick's Day. Just wear that all the time. I want Ditch that the hat. Yankees cap. That's right. I want the green with the blue shamrock. Like That's a good-looking hat. Way better than the Yankees I didn't even cap. think about that. We were just talking about the Yankees cap the other day. And then he yes. brought it up today. I think it's hilarious so, yes. that his dad brought that up. Ditch the Yankees cap. That's right. It's like, it's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Of all the things. All right. <laughs> um, so just before the show started earlier tonight, a report from Matt Norlander of CBS Sports came out, and it was confirmed by Tom Noy of the South Bend Tribune. We had him on the show last week. Micah Shrewsbury is going to leave Penn State after two years. And he is finalizing a seven-year contract to replace Mike Bray at Notre Dame. So, is this do you is this as close to a home run hire as we could hope for in this position, Vince? I really do think so. I mean, I'm sure that some of those younger guys at, at the smaller places have a lot to prove or whatever, and so they're going to be hungry, et cetera. But you're taking a chance, right? You're taking a chance that they're going to be able to navigate a power five conference and everything that kind of goes along with that. Right. Micah Shrewsbury navigated the big 10 and did a pretty darn good job of it this year. And I, I, I believe that he is also going to be hungry. He knows the area he's from Indiana. I want it obviously to be more of a nationwide, you know, recruiting situation, but I think he's going to be hungry to recruit. I, I think this is about as home run as you can possibly get for what Notre Dame is basketball wise right now, where they're going into the future. And I'll also say, I'm saying this now, I may eat my words at some point. I like the seven year contract because it shows I'm a little that surprised at the seven year contract. You're going to give them some time because it's yeah. going to take some time. That's, to that's shape a good point. This roster. That's a good point. It's interesting, his son, I guess, is an incoming freshman, and he's supposed to go to Penn State next year. So I wonder. Bring like, it up. You know, I don't know. Well, I don't know what his academics are like, <laughs> you know, true. but potentially, you know, again, you know, like someone he could he could bring with him and, and start that rebuild process. And he's got the, the Brad Stevens background. He was part of those Final Four teams, those national championship, you know, going to the national championship game for Butler on the staff there. You know, b before yeah. he became a head coach. And from what I understand, you know, like, you know, Jack Swarbrick being an Indianapolis guy and Brad Stevens and all that 
kind of stuff that 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 connection uh, means means something to Jack Swarbrick. So maybe that played a part in it. And like you, you're right about the seven year contract. I hadn't thought about it in the terms you were talking about. Like it's going to take some time. I was thinking of it like maybe it took a seven year contract to pry him away, which is from possible Penn State for whatever their counter offer was. Sure, you know that kind of thing. But either I'm sure way, Penn State tried to keep him. I mean, I, oh, absolutely. That's yeah. that, according to the report that was out yesterday. There was an offer on the table from Notre Dame, and it was a it was a Penn State reporter who said that that Penn State, you know, had upped their ante quite a bit to try to get him to stay, and he was supposed to mull it for twenty four to. To 36 hours turned out to be less than 36 say, here we sure. are so <laughs> here we are yeah so. i mean you know he, he's not a guy with a long track record sure. of of being a head coach but they made the ncaa tournament in his second season and it's penn state you know they made the ncaa tournament a heck of a lot less than mike bray did during his 23 years at notre dame but i mean he's impressive in the short term and he does have that Brad Stevens connection. He is an Indiana guy. Um, he did coach here at IUSB, which is crazy as an assistant coach. He was an assistant at I or he was a, the coach at IUSB, yeah. Indiana University, South Bend, prior to joining Brad Stevens staff down there at Butler. So I, I absolutely I, th I think this is like when you look at at the other potential candidates, and I think that they were qualified in their own sure. ways. The, the guys sure. like DeVries at Drake and Langle out at at Colgate, Colgate, but they were mid-major guys. And this mm -hmm. guy is at least coached in Big Ten, even though they have they they still haven't had. You know, there's there's what one Big Ten team left, I think, right now. I I, I personally do think the Big Ten can be a little bit overrated sure. year in and year out, but still, they had more still They were a better conference a than the ACC is what right. I'm saying. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. He's still navigating a I don't mean that as conference. a backhanded compliment. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. And I I don't mind the seven-year contract. If he's if he's not doing a good job, they're going to fire him anyway. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they'll just own some money on the back end. Okay. Right. That's fine. You know, you take your chance. They did. Look, Here's the takeaway, people. Notre Dame did what they had to do to make it happen. Right. Like, we've all and been complaining they didn't do that for the football team. I was going to say, because we already got the comments about what was the buyout. <laughs> you know, and right. I don't know what the buyout was. But, yeah. I mean, they went, they, made, you yeah. know, and there's, there's more significance to this as well when you sit back and think about it. Notre Dame is going to have a – Black head football coach, oh, a black wow. women's basketball yeah. coach, and, folks, and yeah. a black men's basketball coach. The three, you know, premier yeah. positions at Notre Dame are, what are it going is. to be revenue yeah. producing. I mean, yeah, it's they're the revenue yeah. producing sports, and yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good. Uh, that's a really good point, Sean. I, yeah, I think it's a great hire. And and uh, Tom Noy put out a tweet which I which which I liked because it, it had something to do, it hit home, right, for me. He said, within five minutes of the first tweet about Micah Shrewsbury to Notre Dame men's basketball, one of the first likes was future Irish point guard, Penn senior Marcus Burton. So there he must go. be pretty excited about uh, Shrewsbury being the next head coach. So that excites me because that means he's guaranteed. I mean, he was going to stay anyway, but he's obviously excited about it, so I'm excited about it too. Yeah. John says Mike Shrewsbury had one good year at Penn State. I mean, that okay. is valid. That is yeah, valid. Sure. But and yeah, and and okay.
people are like, well, he had a big rebuild he was going to have to have because he was graduating five seniors. Da, 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 da. There's no bigger rebuild in the country than the one that's going to have to happen at Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. They literally have five guys that are going to be on scholarship right now going into next year. And the guy coming off the bench is a walk on. So there's a pretty big rebuild at Notre Dame. And it was, a, it's a bigger rebuild than it was going to be at Penn state. So, you know, he's got his work cut out for him and it's not going to be an overnight success. It's going to take some time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to take some time and it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he goes about rebuilding that. And like, you know, you brought up Marcus Burton and like that guy has been committed from day one and he has not wavered in his right. commitment. So that's at least a good sign, you know, like yeah. the one guy left in the class. And I will be curious because I think, I think Tom said last week that I can't remember which which of the the two decommits it was. Like there was one of them that could still okay find his way back to Notre Dame. You know, depending on who the head coach ends up being and all that kind of. Well, stuff. I mean, obviously those are your first calls. I mean, your you, your your number one first call is to Marcus. He's the guy that stayed committed. I'm calling him first. My next two calls are going to be the two guys that decommitted because they were once committed at Notre Dame. Right. Those yeah. are my first calls, and then you start then you start hitting the recruiting trail, man, because you've got eight scholarships. You've got eight scholarships. You better find a couple big men. I mean, you got to you got to get everything. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You got to get everything. So I mean, you've already said it. It's a big rebuild, and yes. and with the constraints that come with Notre Dame and the transfer portal, it makes it even more challenging. Right. You know, you're you're probably going to have to go out and find at least three grad transfers this year at least. if you can. And what you're going to get from a grad transfer is you don't know because it's not like you can go out and raid some junior colleges and bring them in. Nope. That's why it's going to take longer folks. So just be yep. patient, be patient. Yep. So it turns out Mike Bray is not going to be heading to South Florida. After all, he is uh, going to be turning to television instead. Do you think he's better off? I think, I think South Florida is better off. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny because he basically, he's like, well, yeah, I interviewed for the job. They didn't offer it to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I I wonder how that interview went. How about that? Like, I'm very curious to see why they didn't offer Mike Bray. Well, to be from, what I, from what I understand, um, look for Richard Patino, the son of Rick, former Minnesota okay. and current New Mexico okay. coach to be uh, – to be the head coach down there. Okay. That's what I, it sounds like. Okay. I I felt like it was not going to be a great fit because it did feel like a retirement job. I mean, that, that that's the way it felt to me, right? I did too. And, yeah. and just that job, like you talk about, you know, a rebuild here. You know, sure, the academic standards at South Florida are, you know, looser than they are here at Notre Dame. Sure. But – Really, all you've got with that job is you're by the beach and the sunshine and all that. And it just by family. I mean, I, I yeah. guess that would be. Well, yeah. Like if you're man. Mike Bray specifically. Yeah. You're right, right, right. 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 And all that kind of stuff. But it like that's that was going to be a huge undertaking as well. It, it's sure. not like you were going to be in a power five conference down there at South yes. Florida. There was going to be a lot of work that was going to go into that. So I I think he's going to be infinitely better off in television and oh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be good at at tv you know like he's got the personality 
for it. I think that that's he, he can get a nice paycheck. You know, he's not going to get coaching money unless he, you know, really becomes one of the stars, like if he ends up on ESPN or whatever. But you can still get a really good paycheck sure. doing TV, and he 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 can still live in Tampa, Florida sure. if he wants to and not have to go and not have to bother with recruiting and do all the other stuff. That yeah, you and that's your coach. That's the key, right? I mean, I think that he would be a great studio analyst, right? They go to him at halftime, pregame, postgame, like that kind of stuff. He's gonna be he's gonna be a fine studio analyst. I don't think he'd be very good at like color commentary, like that kind of a thing. That, that requires a lot of work, a lot of effort to put in, and I, don't, I just don't think that that's where he is in his life. And touche to him, that's fine. Retire. I have no problem with that. I think being a studio analyst is probably more up his alley. Right, right now and he is a personable right. guy there's no doubt about it he's the loosest coach in america right and so he's going to be very personable he'll do great behind a desk you know doing his analysis you know just kind of skirting over every team just you know that kind of thing i think he'll be fine with that and he'll probably yeah. excel at it yeah i think he's going to be good with yeah bring down different teams and games and you know all that kind of stuff i i completely agree studio studio is the place for mike bray i think Fill in the blank. It's blank that Shohei Atani struck out Mike Trout, his teammate, his Angels teammate, Mike Trout, to end the World Baseball Classic last night. I watched the entire game, uh, by the way. I, I was into the Baseball Classic. I watched a bunch of the USA games. Like, it was fun. I, I was, like, that I was, was in a, and out. That was a heck of a lineup that, that the USA was putting out there every It was. Now, pitching could have been better. I think that's where they struggled. But they had a heck of an offensive lineup, man. And, you know, it was getting exciting towards the end. It was a one-run game, you know, the whole deal, right? And the last out of the game, I mean, even John Smoltz was, like, drooling, like, <laughs> foaming at the mouth for this matchup. Like, uh -huh. in the eighth inning, they they got a couple of extra guys up to the plate, and he's like, there you have it. We're going to get the matchup in the we're ninth inning. That, it's that's coming. Right. He's, we're going to get the matchup. So he was outstandingly excited for it. And man, did we find, did we get what we paid for? Now I will say if I'm a, it was, I was rooting for the USA, which I was, you wanted a different outcome. I'll say it, but there was a stat that I saw that, oh gosh, well, it was some ridiculous stat about how Mike Trout doesn't miss when he swings. Like there was only like 12 swing and misses all last year, something ridiculous like that. And he swung and missed three times in that at bat to strike wow. out. Like it was, it, I mean, it was good on good. It was, it was a really impressive matchup. If you're a dork like me and you, when it comes to baseball, like that was just a great, great matchup stinks that he didn't get on base or, you know, hit a home run or whatever to keep the, the drive going for, for the USA. But man, Japan earned that win. They earned it. Because they, they did. shut down that lineup. They did. And, you know, Merrill Kelly in the first inning is kind of what it came down to. As somebody, you know, sure. vanilla, vanilla chill, Merrill Kelly not ideal for a championship. No. Not wrong. I mean, kind of came down to that. If, if you know, if if uh, he hadn't given up, you know, the runs early on, it would have been a different story. They had to yank sure. him, what, in the second inning. Yeah. But it's the World Baseball Classic in Shoei and Trout or two of the best baseball players yeah. in the world. And so to have that matchup at the end and the fact that they are teammates, I mean, it is made for TV, just, you know, like what Smoltz was drooling over, like you said. So 
It was awesome. It was great tension. Oh. The World Baseball Classic is a lot of fun. It's like you, I loved it, man. Yeah, I, it only there's, comes there's around like every just, three years. The atmosphere is just yes. so different than any other baseball game, and I think that like people could get excited about those, you know, if they if they found a way to do this more often. Well, it's, and it's fun to get excited about baseball in March. I mean, it just was yeah. like I it was for me. It was must see TV. Like I I was I was once they got to the knockout round. Like I didn't really watch. The, the the pool play but once they got to the knockout round and usa advanced like it was musty tv for me yeah. and i really enjoyed it and i'll tell you what uh mj irish mjh irish 84 said schwarber was incredible that last at bat by kyle schwarber was awesome like i'm, I'm watching he fouled off five straight pitches to the right field but hit him so hard like the one almost went out of the stadium like right. it hit the roof I was that's, like, "Oh my gosh!" If he ever puts that's one the in thing play, with him, man. Anything that he, anything oh, he makes contact with, is going to be hit hard. Man, unbel- like that was an unbelievable at bat too. Just foul, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, crushed home run. Like it right. was. <laughs> that was an awesome at bat with a good USA outcome. I mean, he yes. crushed that ball. Yes, yes, and that's what Jesse texted me after that. He's like, "Uh, shouldn't have thrown that pitch." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and he it, did. <laughs> and it just it makes me even more sore about the fact that they got rid of Kyle Schwarber on the north side. I mean, I realize he's bounced around a little bit, you know, since he left. He was with the Nationals. He, you know, he's with the Red Sox. He's with the, the Phillies. And I believe he has another World Series. So I was going to say, went to a World Series with yeah. the Phillies last yeah. year. So, so he's, he's making a nice paycheck. Yes, he yep. is. I just wish he was still wearing the cubby blue. Yep, I agree. All right, well, that's going to do it for tonight. We will be off tomorrow because it's travel day. I'll be heading out to Greenville for uh, the Sweet 16 with the women's basketball team. And then Friday, we will have our uh, 5 o'clock rapid fire. I'll be out there in Greenville and and uh, on the eve of uh, Notre Dame, Maryland, Saturday morning, bright and early, right. 11.30 a.m. Is that what time the go. game is? Yeah, you didn't know oh. that. Yeah. Eleven thirty a.m. tip up. That, that's right. Second, second year in a row they've had the early game. Wow. Okay. All right. So I'll be tuned in. It'll be fun to watch. I'm ready. Yeah, me too. Because I won't be going to Gamebridge Fieldhouse like I thought I was going to be. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we will talk to you Friday then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.